You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. for another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glassford coming right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos game source and inside sports fantasy football we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows and if you can please 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 give us that five star review on apple Podcasts. plus if you can like share subscribe follow or do anything that you can to support us right here at the lakers fast break it is immensely appreciated, and before we go on into everything and before I start my pitch for Thrive Fantasy, I want to wish everyone out there, including our guests here today, the best of New Year's going into the New Year, and also as well wish a certain LeBron James a happy New Year and also a happy birthday from all of us here at the Lakers Fast Break. But if you can, please support us each and every time out on the best fantasy daily app that's out there for player props and that is thrive fantasy so if you go to thrivefantasy.com or thrive fantasy you download it at the app store or google play store you can go ahead and be part of the action and with your first deposit whether you're going ahead and putting money on the nba nfl and coming up soon mlb also as well pga and esports on daily fantasy sports and player props You can go ahead and just type in the code LFB in the checkout right there for you, and they'll match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to $50, as long as your first deposit is over $20 right there at Thrive Fantasy. Well, uh, it looks like a game that I know Tom and I were talking about it before we went on the air, just kind of went through the motions, but they were good motions, of course, as they did celebrate LeBron James's 36th birthday with a 121 to 107 victory over the San Antonio Spurs in game one in San Antonio. Game two will be on Friday in the new year. But with us today are two great guests. And I'm going to get on Laker Tom because he came on first. So he is the man indeed, the mastermind behind Lakerholics.com. You got to go ahead and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. And Laker Tom, while I go ahead and make sure this gets out to all of our regular bas- basketball groups, I want you to go ahead if you can tell me exactly what you thought of the game. Like you and I were talking about, it just seemed like in the second half, once they got it up by a dozen, it was just like going through the motions. In fact, I know they got it out to tw- almost 20, but it just seemed like they were just going through the motions. Yeah, you know, it, uh, it can't help but remind you of a preseason game. Yeah. And uh, aside from this being a wacky season we're not in the bubble but we're definitely still you know suffering the same consequences with no fans in the in the arenas um players having a short off season not really you know not really 
have their legs underneath them. Um, and so it's, 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 it's these games that you get these wacky results, you know, or it reminds me a lot of the, of the eight games in the bubble where they finished the regular season, you know, before the teams really figured out, at least some of them figured out how to win in the bubble, you know, and we've got a whole different scenario going for us right now. And I think that what we're seeing is, is a stretch that hopefully won't last more than like 10 games or something. Uh, you know, it's only a 70 day, 72 game season. So you don't want it to go to 20 games, but let's say about 10 games, hopefully teams will have sorted it out and some teams will have figured out, okay, I know how to win in the COVID situation, you know, and other teams, you know, may have problems with players not following the protocols and ending up with rosters that aren't complete and so forth. Uh, but the results just seem to be go back and forth. You know, you, you look the way the, the Bucks dominated Miami in the first game in their two game series. And then last night, the thing gets turned around. Um, and you look at things, teams like Charlotte coming in and, uh, and mellow ball having a terrific game and, and destroying <laughs> Luca and the Mavs, you know, it's uh so it's a wacky season already. You know, the Lakers have had these two big startling wins where they, they played terrifically. And then they had, you know, they laid an egg against the Clippers and they laid an egg against the, the Blazers the other night. So, uh, at least we got the win. Um, I'm hoping that the next 12 games will go this way. Um, at some point, we're going to have to start playing defense. At some point, Frank's going to have to stop experimenting and treating treating the games and the closing minutes as preseason. And uh, we'll see where we go from there. Um, some interesting stats. The Lakers ranked number one in in uh, in uh, field goal percentage and number three in three-point percentage right now. Um, you've got a guy like Wes Matthews who was shooting zero percent. He was 0 for 8. Tonight he hit 6 out of 6, and all of a sudden he's at 43 percent, one of the top shooters on the Lakers uh, for the three-point shots. Um, so it's, it's you know, it's it's one of those types of the season where we've got short short time to get ready, and, and you really can see it with the players and the teams. They're struggling. Um I thought it was hilarious that Pop got kicked out of the game, um, and Pop looks like looks like Rip Van Winkle or something with the long white hair, you know, on the bench, and and he's got the guys running at the fastest pace in the league, throwing up three pointers like wild. Um, you know, you almost feel like he's he's just right into the whole spirit of this one wild and crazy season that we're entering into. Well, that's the biggest thought, the personnel that he has. He has a lot of young kids out there, so you got to go let him run. I, I don't disagree with that, and I'm not sure they're the most accurate. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of accurate three-point shooters per se on the team, but they're running gun, and I think that's their best chance of victory. And it seems like DeMar DeRozan has become a little bit of a better all-around player. Uh, he's actually even starting to shoot some three-pointers. But Marcus Aldridge has not been in the lineup too much, so that's something that we'll have to take a look at. I don't think LaMarcus and DeMar may – well, actually, either one or both will probably not be there by the yeah. time the end of the season comes along. But it would be interesting to see how that plays out. Two things of note before I hit it to you, Magic Man, and you could probably comment on this because you are our historian for Lakerholics.com. Ten points – Plus for LeBron in over a thousand games now. That's uh, I think as far as that's concerned, he had the thousand tonight. And also, when 
Popovich got kicked out, which was so funny to see because, like you said, because he's got that long hair going on and whatnot because that was something that even my my daughter remarked for the first time ever in NBA history. And I hope certainly it will not be the last. Becky Hammond took reins as the coach, the interim coach for Popovich once he was kicked out of the game. Again, history was made on the NBA floor tonight in that fashion. And I hope, Sean, as I hope you will agree with me, that will not be the first time this happens. No, I don't think so, Gerald. I think we're we're about a decade away from seeing multiple women as NBA head coaches in the league, as far as I can tell. Um, Becky, Hopefully I'm less than Becky. that. Hopefully maybe a two or three or even a year away. Hopefully next year we can really start looking at that. Yeah, I mean, I love Becky as a player personally. That That's when, to me... I would have put her in a top 50 list when I was, I think I'd be about 15 or 16. And that's when she really, really took on a, a pivotal role for her squad. And um, it was just a pleasure to see her coaching. Like, like you said, I hope it's not the last time. Um, I will say this. I, I thought more Pop had more of like a Gandalf look from like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> That's, I mean, just, just the Well, did you expect him to go out? Well, hold on. Let me ask you this. Did you expect him to go to the half-court line and scream out, thou shall not pass to LeBron <laughs> as he was trying to go down the court? I don't know. You know, maybe that's the case or not. But go ahead. I, I just wanted to throw that Lord of the Rings reference in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, uh, another stat that's really important and – really eye-opening as far as the first five games is concerned is that no Laker has scored more than uh, 30 points in a game yet. Hmm. LeBron had 29 against the Blazers the other night. That's the closest anyone's got to 30. And yet the Lakers are averaging over 120 points per game. Well, I think that comes back to what we were talking about, about all the different options that they have now with Schroeder with Montrez Harrell, I, I mentioned that, the, the diverse options, still kind of concerned. And I think Laker Tom, you would be too, a little bit about Anthony Davis. I mean, only he did get 20, which was an improvement, but he still didn't like look all the way there. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm still looking for something that's not there. But again, like you said, a lot of these players, they're just getting started for them. It'd be the exhibition season. This would be training camp for them. I think a lot of them are treating it like that. And I think Anthony Davis is one of them. Yeah. I think that there's a, there's definitely a tendency right now to, to not treat the season with the same seriousness that you did at the start of last season, for example, when we were, when, when everything was pre COVID and, and the fans were in the stands and, and, you know, everything, you know, the Lakers got off to that hot start after losing to the Clippers. And, and, and frankly, right up to the point in time where the league uh, suspended the season, the Lakers were playing their best basketball and had really peaked. Um, and this season, you know, Frank Vogel said it, you know, he called it a crazy season. It's going to be different because of not, not having the fans. Although I guess the, some stadiums have got, you know, like 750 fans or 1500 fans, that they allow in for the games. So I don't know how that's going to work and how that's going to feel. Um, I heard they were very raucous fans in the, in the, in the games where they've gone in there. Um, but I, you know, it still feels like preseason and the, and the players, 
I don't know whether it's because of the bubble and, and all that happened last year with the delays and everything, but it's like nobody's really serious about it right now. You it's know? so funny because I can hear it. When I'm listening to SiriusXM after, because I, I caught the part of the game on SiriusXM, but most of it on, on video here, uh, I'm listening to it and I hear John Ireland and Michael Thompson, but I'm hearing it like they're announcing it from the Y because the only thing that I can hear else is like this, the squeak of the sneakers, like it's in an hmm. empty YMCA. It's just so funny. It's it's so different to hear. It's like they're down the street at the YMCA. So I couldn't believe that was going on. I just had to check my hearing once again while I was listening to that because I hear it squeak, squeak, squeak and all that. But Sean, go ahead. You wanted to interject? Yeah. Um... That's pretty funny, Gerald. <laughs> um, I, I did want to interject here. Um, I, I think the NBA is in a similar position as college football in that the regular season or conference play is being watered down or seen as irrelevant compared to the playoff. And the majority of discussions... Uh, within the media, first take, uh, whatever the hell FS1 has on the air now, and other networks, they really only talk about, you know, between 8 to 12 NBA teams. And it, it, like you said, the contenders, like Tom said, the contenders are playing like it's preseason. Like the Bucks play, the Bucks didn't play with near the intensity that the Knicks did. That's why the Knicks won. Now that's and, funny when we talk about Knicks win, Knicks win, Knicks win. There you go. You never know. They could be uh, yeah. having a decent. That's, that's one thing I want to ask you, Sean, before we head back to Laker Tom, is we're seeing a lot of surprises. And Laker Tom has said this, and I've said this. We're seeing a lot of surprises so far in the NBA season. Could this be a point where maybe some of these teams that we weren't expecting to do well, like the Charlottes of the world, like the uh, Clevelands of the world, like the Orlandos of the world, one of those teams, I'm not talking about all of them, but one of those teams, the Sacramentos of the world, where one of those teams actually takes that momentum and keeps it forward to maybe sneaking in into a playoff spot or even a play-in format. It's kind of like uh, who's going to be this uh, year's I, Miami, huh? Yeah. Go ahead, Sean. Well, yeah, no, I, I agree to, to an extent. The, the difference there was Miami was red hot, and then it stopped. They had to get their momentum back and they, they anyway, that's another whole thing. But I do think the bubble, one of the teams on the bubble, Gerald, will make the playoffs or get in the play-in tournament. It, it, it seems that way. Um, I think Orlando could play 500 ball and make the play-in tournament. I mean, well, they're Steve the Clifford, only, I think they're the only undefeated team right now. Is that correct? They are actually, um, it's crazy. The Magic are 4-0. And the Wizards are 0 4. I mean, that is just, they might have to pull the ripcord on that before they even start up. It, it's its nuts over there. Yeah, um, Scotty Brooks is probably on very thin ice at this point in time. Yeah. And, and Gerald, another note before we dip back into the Lakers. In 2019, the Warriors and Raptors met in the finals. They are both a combined 1 5 to start the season. And they would both be a combined 0-6 if it wasn't for Damian Lee. That's true. And he hit the last shot. But I thought the, the Golden State won their second game. Is that true or is that not true? Let me uh, look that up for you. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com. 
and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now, and I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets, and they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough, though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it. Facebook stars, not ninja stars, okay? I know how some people take things literally. So don't throw ninja stars at us, but like the Facebook stars, click on those. That's what we want. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Getting back to the Lakers game, Laker Tom, I mean, some of the things, like you said, it's just right now we have to push through it as a team. The Lakers have to push through it. They've got the game coming up after the celebration on Friday. You know, obviously New Year's and all that, some revelry going on. It's going to have to be subdued, and the Lakers will try and probably do something, but they're going to try and hopefully be smart about it. I want to hear your thoughts on Friday to go ahead and get that momentum. Memphis is also going to be hard to get up for because John Morant is out three to four weeks. So again, you have a situation where they have to mentally keep themselves going over these teams, which they should easily be. But you find yourself getting into that rut more often than not these days. And I think it's going to be hard to get out of that rut to a certain extent, because I think Sean hit it on the nail, hit the nail on the head because the, the way that last season went, It was like the first two-thirds of the season, everything that you did in the first two-thirds of the season did not matter. It it had no impact, you know. Um, And a good part of that is because you had a four-month layoff in between of it, and then you have the the crazy eight games in the bubble, and then then you have a play-in tournament, you know, which is new. And, And it reminds me, it increases the chances, like Sean was saying, of of another team coming up and doing what Miami did last year, which is make the playoffs, get to the finals when no other team that would finish fifth in the, in the conference had gotten there before. Um, And I think that we're going to, we may see some of that now. Part of it too, is that it's so different when you're playing, you don't have fans, especially on the road, because all of a sudden, all of that pressure that you get from the fans, noise and and their cheering that you get and the razzing you get from the other team and the pressure that the players feel isn't there. You know, it's like playing in a gym. It's like, it, it's like playing at the Y, you know? Um, it sure, it certainly sounded like it, it today. Has, it has a lot of that same type of feel because it, it's not the same thing. You know, you don't see that millions of people that are watching you on television, you know, uh, instead you look up and, and if a ball goes into the stands, it just rolls up there and then rolls back down because there's nobody up there to do anything about it. I'm kind of surprised that they didn't they didn't put in the big screens like they did, you know, in the bubble and have at least virtual fans there. Because it sure seems that like it doesn't have the excitement that you had in the finals. And a good part of it, I think, is because you see the empty arena and the players feel that way, you know. Sean, I wanted to go ahead before we get to you on this, tell you a little quick Golden State is two and two. 
but okay. they're combined two and five. And so I get your meaning on that. One thing I also noted, Laker Tom, is all these teams that are dependent on one star, like a Steph Curry, like a Luka Doncic, we're seeing a lot of those teams, a lot of those players struggle getting out of the gate. And because of that, their teams are faltering. Although Golden State right now, two and two, I guess that can be considered a win after the way they started off. But your thoughts on that as well as long as what uh, as well as what you wanted to interject with as well. Yeah. Oh, no. Thank you, Gerald. That That's a perfect segue into what I wanted to talk about. Uh, as Tom was saying, look at Golden State. Uh, we just saw that video of Steph Curry making 105 consecutive threes in practice, yet right. he's struggling in games to shoot threes. He's struggling. Kelly Oubre, 0 for 18 to start the season from three. Yeah, it's it. You know what? I still have Golden State as a playing team. I think they can still scratch and claw their way in there. But they need Draymond back on the floor to be the general and put Oubre and Wiggins in places that don't disrupt Steph. I don't think Steph's getting to his sweet spots. I've seen a couple of these games. He's not able to for some reason. And I think a combination is that Clay's gone and Steve has to adjust to a different defensive scheme because – Clay was just a potent screener as he was a shooter and yeah. still is, hopefully post-injury. Um, again, like you said, Gerald, with the Raptors, the Raptors are struggling because it's not because of Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry is playing his game and doing his job. It's Pascal Siakam who's struggling, and it's Luka who's struggling. And I think we're seeing now that teams – with a star need to acquire another star. There are only really two models now that we're going to see work moving forward in the NBA as far as winning a championship. You either um, draft or obtain a superstar and build around that superstar and then acquire another superstar. Or you do what the Nets did. You acquire both of them and then fill it out like that. Either, either one is is the direction teams need to go you could do it with three i think it would be more difficult in today's uh environment to sustain a level of success uh, uh, you know other than maybe a year here and there it's almost like the two-star model now has not only surpassed the one-star model but also the three-star model because the the depth that you need to have you know the lakers are far better off with all of the depth that they've got right now than and especially in an environment like we're talking about you know where you're in a covid covid influenced season that, that is totally unprecedented nobody's ever done it before there's no fan and the fan the lack of fans is just such a major major thing that it just takes away some of those advantages that you get especially when you go on the road um I, th I think that this is going to be just as challenging and as difficult a championship to win as the bubble was. And it's probably going to have the same sets. And hopefully the Lakers will be one of those teams that, again, had the depth and the leadership from LeBron and AD to survive the unprecedented, strange challenges that you get and win another championship. But there's probably going to be other teams 
probably not the, you know, I don't think that the Clippers are going to fold again. I don't think Milwaukee's going to fold again, but somebody is, you know, there's going to be two or three teams out there that they just can't seem to pull it together and, and to make it work. And, and part of it is, is how they, how you play in front of the fans, you know, and it's going to be interesting to see these young players because we've got some young players now coming up this year and, and last year who really haven't played among fans. You know, what, Certain, what's Mello, what is Mellow going to think? Mellow ball playing, so, you know, it's so strange. Yeah, yeah certain te- and certain teams have uh, are also, you're, like you're right, Tom, like, for example, when you played playing Denver, you not only had to deal with the altitude change, you had to deal with the crowd, too. Right. So that's fundamentally well, you play in Charlotte. You play in Charlotte and Atlanta, you usually didn't have crowds. Yeah. So there's a flip side of that, that maybe they can play better in these arenas than some of the other teams that are used to having big crowd sport. Well, certain and certain teams gain so much more momentum from the crowd. The Raptors, yeah. the, Thun, the Thunder, another team would be the, uh, the Pacers. But I mean, my goodness, are, aren't they uh, doing well as 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 uh, an Eastern Conference team? I had them mm-hmm. meet uh, just a little bit above the plan, but they might be a top five seed at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sabonis is just destroying. Sabonis people. is good. Sabonis is he's up there among the maybe the top, maybe in the top five centers in the league now at this point in time. He's a he great could, passer. He's when you when you look at all passer, of his skill set, passer. his passing, his rebounding, and and his shooting, um, and he's got good leadership skills. You know, I, I heard their coach being interviewed on on Sirius Radio, and he was talking about how last year they had a lot of problems with Turner playing and Sabanas on the floor at the same time, but but they've really pers- persisted with trying to get them to really develop together and they're now playing them together and that makes a big difference because uh, it's a good combination i mean I, I i really i was really hoping that that turner would have a terrible year and we might be able to trade for him you know um <laughs> because you know i've always thought he'd be the perfect center to play with with ad you know he's taken a step back but he's taken a step back willingly to go ahead and yeah. develop Sabonis's game plus oladipo is looking a lot better to start yeah. the season as well. That's helping Would Indiana. Would have been a good move to have traded for, for Victor at some point in time before the season started, I think. That, well, that's and, true. And, and the, just like the Christian Wood, we're going to be regretting oh, that yeah. one for a while. Well, and, and, you know, they're going to play Wood and, and Boogie together too. And that's, I think, a smart move. Well, I'd love to see that. Again, we're all wishing for for the health of Boogie and yeah. all wishing. You're going to still hopefully see that tomorrow because he's expected to play in Thursday night's game. But uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm wishing him all the best because he certainly deserves it. It was great that the Lakers gave Boogie a ring and that they gave Magic a ring. I I thought those were classy moves all the way around. They were. They were classy moves indeed. Uh, I I know you're happy with the fact that, well, also due to Alex Caruso not being there because of health and safety protocols. And then, of course, uh, Taylor Horton Tucker not playing. They only played a nine-man rotation. Nine-man rotation. Yeah, which is what you were talking about and asking about. Sorry, THD. I know that's something we would like to see develop. but I have a hunch he'll play tomorrow and somebody else will sit maybe. And Friday's game, you mean? Uh, yeah, Friday's Friday. game. Yeah. I've always thought that that's the logical way to do it because, for example, look at how West played today. West got minutes today. 
He didn't get minutes in his other, he didn't get minutes like this in his other appearances. He didn't get six trays to shoot, you know? Um, and so it makes a lot of difference to be able to, to have a normal rotation minutes in how you play. And, and as a player, I think most of the guys would rather say, give me regular rotation minutes for, for four games and then sit me in the fifth game, you know, and play somebody else. And that way that, you know, you, you just sit a couple guys, just the two guys every game, and you can get your 11-man rotation with everybody getting true rotation minutes. I've always liked that approach. I've even liked it from the matchup standpoint that when you go against certain teams, you're able to take your starting lineup and your rotation. And some games, there's some teams guys play better against, and some teams just don't have the right matchup. So, you know, let them rest those days and let them play in the games where they're really, where they really have an advantage against the other team. I would have liked to more, a little bit more out of Kyle Kuzma, but I know he's had a couple of games now since that Toronto well, you know, he, game really looked strong. He had a plus, he had a plus 10, the third best he had a plus plus 10, team. but he had a hard time. Once again, they throw him out there to the wolves. Anytime you're throwing out there, you know, you always see him playing the wings, the playing, playing the top guards. They throw him out to the wolves. Six rebounds, four assists, and some. Oh, I know. But I'm just, I'm just talking about DeRozan. Uh, I matched up against DeRozan. It lo- was a pretty tough task. Uh, yeah. You got to admit that because DeRozan uh, made him uh, kind of looked not so great on the defensive end. Yeah, but that's one of the things that Kyle, I appreciate that he's not afraid of, because you put him up against the guys who have embarrassed everybody in the league. You know, I mean, it doesn't. You talk oh, about yeah. I, I know. he's just Harden another name or, on that list. I, I get that. I mean, the guys on that list, they've embarrassed LeBron. They've embarrassed AD. They've embarrassed everybody. Yeah. You get better by playing against that type of competition. Um, and Frank has basically come out and said that, you know, that uh, he's, he likes the way that Kyle has approached the job. Um, and I think the, I think the extension has given him some security and, um, Obviously, Twitter is still going to rip him apart every chance they get, every bad game they get. But the truth of the matter is, is I think that uh, I think everybody on the Lakers is when you look at the whole team right now, I think we're going to see slowly and steadily the team get better. Hopefully, when we get up to like 15 or 20 games, you'll start to see the teams fall into the normal rotations. They'll fall into the normal standings. You'll see who are the playoff teams and who aren't the playoff teams. You'll still see the fights and uh, to to go out there with focus when you're playing the teams that are the lottery teams, and you'll see them getting up for the teams that are are the playoff teams and and the contenders. And they'll be the big games when they play the Bucks or the Clippers or the 76ers or the Celtics. And we'll get to that point, I think, even even in even in a season without fans. Um, what's interesting is that. When we get toward the finals after the 70 games and we're in a, we're getting sort of in a normal schedule, what's really going to be interesting is will we have some fans? If we don't do a better job getting vaccinations into people's arms, we may not. But if we somehow, if Biden can somehow improve that situation and we can really have a national program to get everybody vaccinated, we, we could be back, you know, by the time that the NBA finals come around. And wouldn't that be a change to have a season, unlike last year where we had a season with fans and then we went into the final end of the playoffs with no fans in a bubble, we might see the reverse this year. You know, at least that's what I'm hoping for as we head into the new year, that we'll see that reverse, that we'll have a season without fans, but 
by the time we get to the playoffs, we might have arenas with at least, you know, socially distanced fans. Got to pick up the pace, though. Really, right mm-hmm. now, got to really, pick up and, that pace. See, see, yeah, I know. I, I, a million a day will get us. A million a day will get us. Will you get herd immunity by eighteen months? That's, at least. That's and not then, Sean, do it. I heard the only place, uh, the major country, uh, the was that the GH seven or whatnot that um, is slower than the U.S. is Canada. So my condolences to you, sir, on that. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, they should have. They should do. You know, like. Use all of these arenas for just giant vaccination. You would think things it's, it's simple right there. I mean, how about you know? It's what's the craziest one is Florida, where they just announced that all the elderly. Yeah, well, there's seven places. Seven. They got to wait in line. They got to wait overnight. Three hundred doses. First come, first serve. Yeah. Go on out there and line up if you're yeah. over sixty-five. Unreal, but. Uh, yeah, just I just unreal. wanted to. I just wanted to uh, add on to. I have a theory about what Vogel and the staff are doing with DHD. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. All right. So I think part of it is player development, and I think part of it is um, scheme. It wouldn't surprise me if THC sits out the first of a back-to-back against a certain number of teams for a number of reasons. One. Like you said, Gerald, and like we've all said, he's 20, he's learning. Maybe maybe he's still half-stepping some things mentally when it's not there on the court, right? So I think by him sitting down and watching the game is, is a really good tool for him and for the coaching staff. He's able to sit there, learn about different players' nuances and subtleties, that you know, maybe he doesn't pick up on on film, and he's able to you know make his mental notes hmm. and then play in the second game and have an it's advantage. Good it's good theory, Jean. I like that. I don't. I don't. But I mean, I think right now with a whole bunch of these rookies that are playing a lot of minutes and extended minutes, and these teams are saying, you know what, we're going to live and die off of what they're doing. I think in the Lakers' case, they should be able to go ahead and take this time if they're not focused. THT could be the type of energy that this team needs to be going out there. Yeah, you know, good or bad, well, go out there, at least give them the kind of energy that they need. Agreed, 100%. 100%. I also feel that if, if you give teams uh, film on him, they can scout him better as well. That that's well, you the can do that. You can say that for any player in the league. Right. Oh, they've oh, been, no, no, they've no, been trying no. to scout LeBron for eighteen years. I'm sure that's worked out well. <laughs> yeah. Well, you Make know, him go left. Yeah. Make him go right. The way of scored how many points, and he can but only you know, go left. It's interesting. It's an interesting. Sean's theory is interesting because I think, for one thing, I do think it is important, and I've said this over and over that players get enough minutes to really get into a rhythm. And, yeah. you know, and Wes Matthews is a perfect example of that tonight. Um, so I think part of it might be that, but I also think that there's something different too. When, when you have a young guy and he's, he's getting ready to come into the game, he knows he's going to go into the game and how he watches the game knowing that versus if the coach tells him, okay, I'm not going to, you're sitting down tonight because we're going to, just run nine players 
But I want you to watch what's going to happen because we're going to let you play on Friday. You're going to be one of the nine guys that gets regular rotation on Friday. So watch and figure out who you're going to take advantage of, where your spots are, what things are working. Uh, watch what Dennis is doing and so forth. I think that really makes sense. I thought that was an excellent observation, Sean. Oh, and I you. think you could be right about the whole thing. It'd be interesting to see what Frank says because somebody's going to ask him, you know, how come, how come Taylor didn't play, you know? There's a lot of guys on THT Island right now. And, you know, as long as it doesn't get to the point where he has a really good game, I'm going to give Chris Boucher of Toronto a shout out because yeah, I wanted Boucher to trade for, for him yeah, several times. Get seven blocks, 20 something points, 10 rebounds, seven blocks, one game. And then the next AD game, got his like first games. two blocks tonight. I mean, that's. But but I'm just saying, I mean, he okay, that he plays, yeah. and then the next game he only plays five minutes and gets a donut. So, I mean, that to a young player, that is devastating. Uh, I understand Nick Nurse is the almighty genius in regards to that, and I can't yeah. say I, I'm, I'm better than he is on that. But to a kid, you got to make sure confidence is the key. I mean, so we see that with Kyle all the time, and his confidence go all over the place in the three years that we've been with yeah. him on this journey. With THT, this is a chance to go ahead and say, you know what, we're going to give you a chance to play. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. He, they was told to observe, 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 and go ahead and say, you know, we're going to throw you out there on Friday and give you 20-plus minutes then. I'm hoping that that's going to be well, the, I think the Lakers. I think the Lakers give him minutes, not because they're they're not giving him minutes the way a lot of teams are giving young guys minutes just because they can – they feel like, well, you know, you got to get minutes to develop. You got to play them to learn. You got you got to play to learn. I don't think that's the case with THT. I think he's forced his way in because he dominates in practice. He, he's he's one of the best players in the team in practice, and that that's how you that's how you earn your way into the into the rotation. You know, you don't see Anatotomko or Kaycock uh, get those kind of minutes, and they're young guys who could get better if they had a whole lot of minutes to play and chance to make a lot of mistakes and so forth. Instead, I think that the Lakers, the Lakers probably look at the mistakes that THT makes the same as anybody else on the team, because Bogle wants to have a winning team and he wants to have a tightly wound, efficient defense and efficient offense. And so when THT does something great, that's, that's why he's on the floor. When he does something bad and it's not on the floor, it's the same as if Gasol did it bad or if Trey did it bad, you know, it's, it's something that's got to be fixed if you want to stay in this rotation. I think that's where Talon is at this point in time. So it'll be interesting to see what Frank says about him when he gets asked that in the in the post-press conferences. Go ahead, Sean. Yes, so Go I'm ahead. sorry for interrupting, Gerald. No, no worries. You're um, good, man. No, I just heard Frank talk about the, the lineups, Tom. He said he's really comfortable now with Keith... AD and LeBron in uh, the front court. So we're going to figure out who else is playing with the shooter. Uh, I, I think it'll be it'll be matchup dependent. I think sometimes it'll be West Matthews. Sometimes it'll be Caruso if if he ever gets out of COVID protocol. Yeah, that's worrisome. They're very worrisome yeah. indeed. So I wish him the best of health. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, 
and discussions about the world champion, Los Angeles Lakers, well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. But we got to go ahead and close it up now because, again, it was a 121-107 victory for the Los Angeles Lakers. Again, just something seemed like the, they were just going through the motions the second half, but obviously that was good enough for the game. Nothing really to remark about on offense. I mean, because if you're shooting 56% from the field and over 50% from the three-point line, you cannot complain about that. Yeah. Defensively, 40% right there for you. Hopefully they'll do a little bit better from the three-point line, but it seems to me that the all these teams are struggling defending out of the three-point line. It's not just the Lakers. It seems to be that it's a league-wide problem at this point in time, but we'll see if that gets any better for the team. But before we head on out, I know you guys are working on some stuff for Lakerholics.com, so I want to get you guys some free pub for Lakerholics.com. Sean, what you got in store for the new year for Lakerholics.com? Well, Gerald, I'm going to be uh, writing an article soon on uh, the first about 10 days of observations and uh, just general notes on what's been going on. And you've added a couple of good ones, real. So I will gladly give you the credit for those in the footnotes. I'm Which impressed. Forward, I, I usually on LakerHollis.com, I usually get mentioned for other reasons. But okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> There are a couple teams who really need to be worried about where they are right now. Um, I thought the Wizards could play decent enough to be a playing team. Oh my God, they are just a disaster to watch. I, I'm telling you, you and I can go out there and score some buckets on the Wizards. I can just say that. And if the Wizards and Raptors go through an extended losing streak here, there will be teams desperately calling inquiring about whether or not Kyle Lowry and respectively if Bradley Beal would be available. I, I think Dallas you got to be worried about right now. Oh my God. If Bradley Beal got on Dallas with Luka Doncic, they, they worry me more than, than any team at that point. Well, right now, like I said, Luka's not looking like Luka. I mean, over five again from the three point area today, not impressive at all. Not the guy who many people and here in Vegas, I can tell you that he was the, the leading pick for MVP. Certainly not starting off MVP. like that. Yeah. So I'll tell you what, struggling right now. But Laker Tom, I know you're working on some things as well for Lakerholics.com. So what's going on for the new year for Lakerholics.com? I've got a new year post that I'm partly through that uh, hopefully will be done in time for uh, for is it Saturday, I guess, is the first of the year. Uh, yes, that is uh, actually no. Friday is the first of the year. Oh, that's right. That's true. Sorry tomorrow, to be the bearer of bad news. Year, tomorrow's Friday. New Year's Eve. My God. Okay. Yep. I'll have to have it ready by Friday then. I'm also still pounding the drum for my same theories about Frank Vogel, and and I've got an article that I've got partially done on how Frank Vogel has really is like the leopard changing his spots. You know, he's really become very innovative and. In, and adjusting to to the modern game in a way that you know for example that you you never saw Lakers coaches in the past do you know it's you know from Byron Scott on down I've been screaming about the Lakers you know getting into the modern era and playing the modern version of basketball 
both offensively and defensively. And, and uh, I have to, I have to really admire what's what Frank Vogel's been doing. So he's the other, he's the other theory. He's the other theme that I'm working on right at this moment. I think he's, he's really, he's really coming out of his shell as a coach. And for a guy who through his entire career that was really strongly driven on a particular principles of offense and defense, um, Frank is, is really got an open mind. And, and I think a lot of credit for that has to go to the assistant coaches. Um, you know, the remember all of the turmoil when, when the, the Lakers tried to force uh, Ty Lue to accept certain coaches to, in his team and to recommend certain people. And Bogle was one of the guys being foisted upon Ty Lue along with, along with Jason Kidd. Um, and now you look at the situation and, 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 and knowing how collaborative the entire Lakers organization is from, from, from Rob Palenka down through uh, Frank Vogel, their inclusions of LeBron and AD on all of the decisions. Frank is really absorbing. He's like a chameleon all of a sudden. He's really taking on a lot of new ideas and, and actually implementing them. And the team is actually going out and getting players that implement them. And I think that that's one of the most exciting things that's happening with the Lakers as a team right now. Well, there you go. And you can find those upcoming articles at Lakerholics.com. You also see five great things from Jamie Sweet, I'm sure, in the upcoming future as well. Give him a special shout-out and a hello. Hope he's doing well. And wish him and family also as well a great 2021. And Lee Robinson couldn't make it here tonight, but we want to wish him also a great and fantastic 2021. We cannot thank you enough. And, then, of course, everyone involved at Lakerholics.com, also as well, everybody watching and listening, we want to wish you a safe and happy 2021 as well. But we do appreciate, again, you watching and listening. Please help us out by going ahead and going to thrivefantasy.com and Thrive Fantasy app downloaded on your phone today if you are able and eligible to go ahead. You'll actually will tell you right there at Thrive Fantasy if you are. But daily fantasy sports bang, player props on the NBA, NFL, coming soon for MLB, PGA, and eSports. You can go ahead and do so. And with your first deposit, just type in the code LFB. And they'll match it dollar for dollar up to $50 as long as your first deposit is $20 or more. But once again, the Lakers, a nice cruise, cruise control. I think they just went, went into the uh, the carpool lane, just kicked it right there, put it in cruise control, cruising, cruising, because I, they just seemed like in the second half, that's all they did. Excellent shooting performance by the Lakers. I mean, you can't ask for more. I think they are going to end up being a little bit better from the three-point area this year. I don't know. I know you were not saying, eh, but I I, I think they are. I, third I just, third they, best three-point shooting team in the league, even though they rank 22nd. In I'm, the not say it's gonna, I'm not going to say it's going to stay that high. I'm not going to say it's going to I said better. I didn't say that much better. I think 37 and a half, 38% is realistic, and that's a it's really feasible. good. It's feasible. It, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's a pretty good three point shooting team. Yeah. I I mean I I'm not gonna say that right now they're going to live off the three point shooting area, but I think it's going to be a, an improvement. I, that's all you, yeah. you can ask for. No, please, teams do not live off the three point line. The Raptors are averaging forty three forty three three pointers a game and have thirty nine free throws for the entire season. That is yeah, but they, the lost, they lost most offense. of their centers. 
that's part of their problem. Yeah. And when you've got even their their centers, Aaron Baines and Chris Boucher shooting out there from three and Alex Len through shooting out from three, everybody's shooting out from three has just not found the mix yet for Toronto. But yeah, again, I, I like the improvement. I like what I've seen as far as overall defensively, you know, they still got their moments, but Hey, overall, it was a pretty good game. I'll take it anytime I can get it. Great game for Wes Matthews. Hopefully he can keep that hot streak going, but we'll see what happens in the new year. And want to wish LeBron James a happy birthday once again. 36, the Cyborg still going strong. Actually almost had like a pedestrian game, but still 26 points right there for you. Eight assists. We'll take it anytime we can get it. And it led to a 121-107 victory. And we will be back in 2021. Once again, get your post game right here on the second game of a back to back with the San Antonio Spurs. But we'll go ahead and do that in 2021. We wish everyone a happy and safe new year from all of us right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.